We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday, it's January 29th, it is 2024. We have 11 NBA games to talk about here on today's podcast. Big slate here on Monday, joined today by my good buddy Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. Chief, what's happening, my friend? Nothing much, brother. Glad to come on, glad to talk with you. And I just realized I am not in uniform, I'm just, I'm just just messing up here so let me let me join the party live while this is all going down and and, and get my <laughs> rg cap on so we can be in sync for this podcast <laughs> i thought you were gonna throw a hattie b's hat on and start monday off the right way um <laughs> well listen hopefully if we we uh we get our annual uh time together me you and noto in nashville we can run by Hattie B's and purchase our annual Hattie B's hat along with sweating some college football, college basketball. But I don't think we'll be able to do that this year because by the time we make it, it may be over. But uh, I was, I'm still looking forward to it whenever we can, us three guys can get together. It's always fantastic. Always fun, my friend. Always fun. Uh, appreciate you and Keith filling in for me on Friday. Had a, had a good time, got invited to a concert and um just had had a great time so ready to get back on the grind here and uh let's have some fun we got nascar this weekend i'm so excited um we got some nascar on sunday so clash gets started then we got the big game the weekend after that and then the daytona 500 week um so nascar is back super pumped about that and um ready to jump into 
a massive 11 game slate here what's up youtube yeah. hope everyone's having a great sunday night we got the knicks and the hornets 224 and a half total in this one knicks a five point favorite we got randall out with mitch rob still out as well and on the charlotte side hayward and williams out ball and nick lakina are both questionable let's go knicks first Obviously, one of the biggest news parts on the slate is Julius Randle being out for this game. You know, we have Jalen Brunson at 9,300. Great matchup here for him. Great matchup for Hartenstein at 6,900. His minutes have been down a little bit. He came back and he only played um, 16 minutes after getting hurt and missing a week. I assume that we see a much bigger role for him, but I think my favorite play from the Knicks today is going to be precious at 5,200 with no Julius Randle. Yeah, for sure. Stevie. I, I really, man, this team, I think they, I think they have a couple pieces that, you know, we can, we can deploy. I'm with you on precious, like no brainer, but OG still cheap enough. I think Stevie to hit some ceiling, like, you know, a 40 point game out of him. I don't think it's out of the cards. you got heart here. You know, a 35-point game, fantasy points, let me say that, fantasy points to be specific. Uh, 35-fantasy-point game from him isn't out of the cards. Definitely, you know, 40 for, for Hartenstein isn't out of the cards. And then, you know, you've got the guy that should be leading the charge in Jalen Brunson. You know, a 50- to 60-point game isn't out of the cards for him. I mean, the Knicks get Charlotte, man. And I, I do think their defense may take a small hit with, with Randall out. Um, but they're going to make up for it with offense in this particular game. Charlotte's been dreadful. Guys have been out and hurt, and we're, we're just a very lackluster team. We already know Kyle Lowry isn't going to play at all Like prior to the trade deadline. They're trying to move him. So it, we're, we're just not looking good, and, and the Knicks should, I mean, Stevie, be able to score some points in this game, whether they win TBD because – Losing Randall is big, but they they got enough guys, man, to really hit some nice fantasy scores here. The other person I want to bring up for large field tournament stuff is Quentin Grimes at 3,700. He's someone that sees a huge increase in usage when Julius Randall's off the floor. So I don't know if necessarily going to matter too much because um, I don't assume he'll start here. But I do think that you could take some shots on Grimes in large field tournaments. Out on Jericho Sims, it, I just – I don't – I mean, Josh Hart, I think, would get extra run potentially yeah. in this game. but Definitely love Hart. Definitely. Yeah, not playing Jericho Sims. Um, Charlotte side of this game, I mean, this slate really depends on what's going to go – what's going on here with LaMelo Ball, if he's going to play or not. He's dealing with some ankle soreness. Uh, only played 23 minutes on Friday against Houston in – if I mean, just the last couple of games for him, he his shot has been off a little bit. The minutes kind of down a little bit. I mean, I don't know if I want to play ball. Brandon Miller's price is caught up. Miles Bridges is expensive, but he does have 50-point upside. I think the guy that I'm like the most interested to play here is Nick Richards, of all people. Um, I think this is a good double double spot, and he's someone that can add some stocks as well here at 5,600. Yeah, for sure. I, I like Nick Richards, Stevie. You get no argument from me. Um, you know, he's a guy that ended up playing over the weekend or something. I mean, he had a monster against Utah, had a monster game 
I definitely think this is another good spot for him. As long as Mark Williams is out, you know, he's getting, you know, around 30 minutes, Stevie. I I have no problem, you know, placing him into lineups. Um, The the LaMelo news is big. Uh, We saw, you know, Miles Bridges play huge minutes, like huge. And he's already been playing huge minutes anyway. But with Terry gone and Lowry not playing and uh, – uh, Gordon Hayward still not playing. Mark, like we've just got so many injuries, Stevie. Like guys are just playing massive minutes. The 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 main the main pieces. I will say, Ish Smith played thirty minutes against Utah in that last game. Now he didn't score any points. Had twelve assists. He's not gonna have twelve assists again. But I still think that's a reasonable price if he's gonna play thirty minutes. I don't I don't hate it. Yeah, I think. When you're looking at the, you know, Charlotte side of this game, just in general, if ball sits, I think Ish becomes a fantastic value play. Outside of that, I mean, if if ball plays in this game, I don't, I don't have a ton of interest in Charlotte. Outside of like I said, I have a little bit of interest in Richards. I think PJ Washington's in a good spot here with Julius Randall out as well. So maybe I'm looking at the two bigs here for Charlotte. Not getting too excited about playing your Hornets. Um, yeah. They're just – they're kind of ugly right now. Yeah. We got bad Clippers. Team. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, yeah, it's a bad team. Bad team. Yeah, they got a lot of rebuilding to do. Um, we got Clippers and Cavs, 225.5 total in this game. Clippers a two-point favorite. Zubach is still out. Garland out. Mobley questionable. So, we've been – Reading that he's been expected to be cleared to play this game. Um, so they did say six to eight weeks, and we're right on that timetable. Uh, it's been almost two months for him, so right at that eight-week mark. I don't know. We'll talk about it when we get to the other side, but I don't know how much we expect him to play if he does get cleared to play in this game. But we'll talk about it when we get to the Cavs side. Let's start with here with the Clippers side. I mean, the big three just kind of keep doing their thing. You know, we see... Any given night, it can be any of these three guys. They all have 60-plus point upside. They all can score 25 to 30 each night, but it seems like they all have that upside to potentially get there. If you're playing like 20-entry max, I think you put them in a pool and you play 0 to 2. If you're playing single-entry teams, I don't know if I'd play any of these three guys in a single-entry contest on a slate like this with 11 games and a tough matchup against Cleveland. But if you're playing, a, you know, I think if you're playing anything over like five teams, you have to have exposure to all three of these guys. Um, they're just consistently showing ceiling. Daniel Tice had a really good game the other night against Boston. I don't know if I would necessarily want to chase that. Um, Revenge. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta love it, right? But what are your thoughts when it comes to uh, the Clippers here? I'm not thrilled about this game in general, but I think, Steven, this is something, I mean, man, we've had to do this. It feels like a lot this season. Big three, I'm with you. Put them in a group, and, and that, that's how you play them because one could get 60, the other two could end up in the mid-30s. Um, you know, two could end up in the mid-40s. One is, ends up, you know, in the high-30s. Like, you, you just, you're not completely sure, but they've all been playing well, and I think that's exactly how you handle it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. <laughs> don't don't get him with the yawn, Will. Um, don't, don't, I'm, uh, don't get me yawning. I'm already... So I thought tired. I played it off pretty well. My you bad. did, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I got those ears. Um, I was at the twenty-four hour race late last night, so I'm I'm a little sluggish and ready for sleep. Cleveland side of this game, I mean, again, like Mitchell. It sounds like Mitchell's going to play. He's probable. Um, so I don't think we're necessarily worrying about that. Evan Mobley expected to get cleared. I mean, what we heard uh, for bigger staff here was it would be a low 20 minute workload. He's 7,400. 20 minutes isn't going to do it, but 20 minutes enough for you to get off of Jaron Allen here at 7,700, I think is the biggest question. It's close. Um, the thing is, Stevie, Jared Allen's playing, he's probably still going to play 35 minutes because it's not like they trade positions. They start together. Mm -hmm. So if he's going to play 20 minutes, Allen still playing mid-30s, I don't think it's enough yet. But I think we're close to the point where, you know, Mobley, come, Mobley comes back and if by the end of the week he's playing 28 minutes. Like, now we're probably getting close to hopping off the train, I think. I think the biggest thing for me, like you said, they do play together. Um the biggest thing for me is like Jared Allen's rebounding goes way down when he is playing on the court at the same time as Evan Mobley. And like that, I think is the most overlooked thing here. Cause like if he scores 10 to 15 actual points and only grabs eight boards, that's not enough at 7,700. He really, I mean, he needs to get that like double, double bonus. He needs yeah. to really perform here. But I mean, if we're looking at it, he gets a huge downgrade in, in rebounding rates. So with Mobley and Allen playing on the floor together, he's averaging 6.3 rebounds or no, 10.1 rebounds uh, per game per 36 minutes. So 10.1. And then like, if we take Evan Mobley off the floor, Jared Allen wow. is averaging almost 12 and a half rebounds per 36 yeah, minutes. So, yep. Oh, it's 13.1, 13.1 court IQ is taken. So we're looking at three rebounds per 36 minutes again, 20 minutes. So we're still probably losing a rebound and a half to two rebounds here on average. So it's just tough for me. You look at the beginning of the season, Jared Allen was having good games. He just wasn't getting the double doubles. Um, his minutes were kind of all over the place. 
He's been playing fantastic. I don't think he loses his role yet, but I do think eventually like he will be in that like 28 to 32 minute instead of the 35 minute role. I don't necessarily love the matchup for him in this game anyway. Yeah. But it would be an ownership thing. If he's really low owned, maybe I take some shots. But honestly, I just don't have a ton of interest in the, the Cavs in this game at all. Um, I, Donovan Mitchell would be my favorite play, but I don't want to pay 9700 for him on an 11-game slate. Yeah. This game, at least out of the early few, is probably about as close to a throwaway as we're going to get. I mean, Lavert's price is somewhat appealing because we know Lavert, like, if he does have that game, he gets that, like, 30 to 35-minute run, you know, does he get his minutes back here? You know, he missed a week. He came back. He played 28. He played 24. He got in some foul trouble in that game against Milwaukee the other night. Do we see him play 32 minutes at 5,600? I think Lavert is someone you could take some shots on in tournaments here because I think his minutes um, just overall go up here as long as he stays out of foul trouble. We see him closer to his 30 minutes um, for sure. Yep. All right, we got New Orleans at Boston, 232 total here. Boston, eight-point favorite. New Orleans, good to go. Horford and Porzingis, questionable. Cornette, doubtful for Boston. Let's start with the Pelicans. Uh, what do you like here for New Orleans? Tough spot, man. Um, I, I feel like I want to fade New Orleans today. Like, Boston's been a tough team, and, yeah, I know, you know, they're coming off of – uh, an interesting loss, Stevie, but every, every team's going to lose a game or two. And they were playing the Clippers, which is also an, a tough team, Stevie. So I, I'm i out on the Pelicans today. They're cheap enough. Like some of the main guys, like Zion, the 7,300, he's probably still okay. But I, I'm willing to fade them against the Boston Celtics with Boston at home. If if you could tell me right now that Valanciunas was going to play 30 minutes in this game, I'd have a ton of interest in him. Because Boston's dealing with some injuries with the bigs, so he's just not like they yeah. they get Herb Jones minutes, they get Larry Nance minutes. Like there's just not 30 minutes for Valanciunas right now. So for me, on New Orleans large field tournament stuff, I think you could take some shots on Brandon Ingram at 7,500. Even in this tough matchup, um, Brandon Ingram is someone that has a big upside. At this price point, I like McCollum in better matchups. I think this matchup might be a matchup I stay away from McCollum. Um, I, I do feel like they gave us dynamic pricing on the Pelicans. They did. I mean, the, the pricing is like, oh, if we're just looking like overall and we're looking at like CJ McCollum, like his price point is really interesting with the people on the slate that are priced around him. So yeah. it's tough because the pricing is great, but it's also a tough matchup. Going to the Boston side here, I mean, Cornette doubtful, Horford questionable, Porzingis questionable. I, I don't know what to expect here when it comes to, to Boston because, I mean, like, we're at least going to get 20 to 25 Valanciunas minutes. They need someone to play the big here. Um, I just don't know if someone like Brissett is going to be able to play against someone like uh, Valanciunas. That's why I said I would be really be interested in Valanciunas here. I know they have Lamar Stevens that they use sometimes for minutes, but what are we doing with the Celtics here? Yeah, I definitely think for me, Steve, this is one of the first times like I feel like Jason Tatum, despite, you know, a, a, let's call it semi-tough matchup, man, at 9,200, this is about as fair as we're going to get on him. Like, I, So 
he, he's a he's a favorite tournament play uh, for me today, despite what happens. Jalen Brown, we're getting him under 8K for a change. I don't hate that price on him either. And we, you know, we've been talking about Derek White, who at 6,700 is probably slightly overpriced. He probably needs to be back down around that $6,300 range, I would say, 63, 64. But I'm, I'm willing to roll the dice if Porzingis sits. But I, I think Tatum at 9,200, Steve, that feels a little bit too cheap to me for a guy that can get 50 to 60 fantasy points if he's rolling rolling even moderately good. So I, I like him a ton. Yeah, I mean, Tatum, Brown's price is really interesting now under 8K. I have more interest in Jalen Brown if Porzingis ends up sitting in this game. Uh, I think he is someone you could take some shots on here. I think Derek White's price is kind of appropriate. So it's Tatum and Brown for me on Boston. We got Utah at Brooklyn, 232 and a half total in this game. Brooklyn, a one-point favorite. Utah, good to go. Uh, Sharp and Finney Smith out for Brooklyn. Ben Simmons, probable. Um, I made sure to mark that down because he's been out so long. Go Utah first here. What do we like for the Jazz? Yeah, man, I mean, you got marketing at 8,200. I know it's a spot against Brooklyn, but... I mean, he's been the catalyst that's been helping this team go. Stevie minutes have been there, um, has been flashing upside. So I don't hate uh, Lori Market. And I think Kylie Sexton ha- has this interesting role now, Stevie, where he's playing 30 plus minutes. But I, I, I think the price is caught up, but he still had just some interesting upside, Stevie. Like, I mean, we saw him put up 40 against Houston, almost 40 against the Pelicans. You know, 45 against OKC, and all of those are reasonably good teams. So I I think Colin Sexton is an interesting play today, for what it's worth, uh, with the minutes that he's getting. Uh, John Collins, his minutes have come back up, Stevie, and with his minutes increase, you know, over the past couple of games, has also been more production. So at 5,900, I don't, I don't hate playing him. Um, you know, we're seeing Fontecchio get interesting minutes, but you know, his upside isn't completely there. Uh, you just kind of have to throw the Hornets game out for Kelly O'Lennon. He didn't get a lot of minutes, only took two shots, Steve. He had nine rebounds, eight assists, six points in 18 minutes. By the way, he had, I think, two, five, six, and eight, or seven, or something like that in 12 minutes. Just, God, the Hornets are so bad. Uh, sorry, didn't mean to hijack that about the Hornets, but. I think those are my main pieces from Utah. I know Clarkson, you know, was playing well for a while. I still like his minutes. I still think the upside is there, but I don't think I, I have to take it against against Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, we've seen Chris Dunn like do a lot with a little bit of minutes that he's been getting. Kelly Olynyk's been doing a lot with a little bit of minutes he's been getting. Um, I think the one thing that might just go a little overlooked on this slate is how important Finney Smith is going to be missing this game. Brooklyn is not a terrible defensive team, but like Finney Smith is one of the better defenders um, on this team. So I think marketing gets a bump in this matchup and 8,200 might not be enough. So he's my primary target, but I also have some interest in John Collins. Um, Gosh, I don't know, but yeah, let's go to the Brooklyn side. No Finney Smith. Um, he's going to miss a game here. Uh, 
Johnson, didn't he miss over the weekend as well? Uh, had a personal. Yeah, like, Johnson was out. That's why Cam yeah. Thomas started and went. Yep. Uh, Cam Thomas, big game the other night. He played 40 minutes at 37 actual points. Let's talk about Brooklyn here. Do we? I don't assume Ben Simmons starts. I assume that he'll be on a minutes limit. And I mean, they were already limiting him when he was playing back um, to start the season, and then they kind of opened him up a little bit. But I don't. I don't. I think he's on a minutes limit here, unless we get something saying he's not. And then, I mean, it's interesting who will start for Finney Smith, whether it be Johnson or Thomas. Uh, what do you like here for Brooklyn? Yeah, man, I, I think that it's very interesting because this matchup with Utah is actually really good. So is Ben Simmons going to impact Nick Claxton for me, Stevie, is the question, even if he only plays 20 minutes? Because, you know, they had been in this weird center-type role, whatever they were doing with him when he was playing. And so, you know, we have been getting Claxton mid to upper 30s. I think in tournaments we can still roll Claxton out here with, with the Ben Simmons coming back, with Ben Simmons coming back, and that news looming, and maybe take advantage of It's a big slate anyway, so I don't think Claxton's going to get a whole lot of ownership, but take advantage of them, uh, people possibly kind of not playing Claxton at all. Like He's been showing some nice upside, so uh, I like him. I don't hate Cam Johnson. I feel like Cam Johnson may take a hit more than Claxton, but we'll see. Um they could start. They could start Royce and O'Neal in this game too. For yeah, Finney Smith. They could. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Not saying I'd play Royce O'Neal, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. I mean he could start in this game and pick up twenty-five plus minutes. But I think if you're looking at Brooklyn, I don't think Simmons hurts Claxton. I, I think with Sharp out, we keep firing Claxton sixty-nine hundred. Keep playing him. I mean, I, that's my my philosophy for, with him. And I want to see, like, what is Cam Thomas earn, like, the, the minutes here to, like, draw a start with Finney Smith out. Um, because if, if Cam Thomas is going to start this game and play around 30 minutes, I mean, this is a guy that's gone over 39 fantasy points in three of his last five games. He's 6K, and he gets an up-paced matchup here against Utah. So um, I have interest in, in Thomas here. Yeah. All right, we got Phoenix at Miami. No total in this game. Back-to-back for Phoenix. Nobody on the injury report for uh, Miami. On the Phoenix side, uh, Nurkic missed Sunday's game uh, against my Magic with a thumb sprain, so we'll see if he's back or not. Let's go Phoenix here first. What do you like here for Phoenix? Uh, like the big three, but Devin Booker at 9,800, I think that's a little bit too expensive, Stevie. He gets the fade. Uh, Bradley Beal is 6,800. I don't hate that at all. Now, I, I feel like he has the least amount of upside out of this group, but I get it. We've got Kevin Durant at 9,500. Just okay, Stevie, but I think I'm fading. I think I'm fading this team today because I do think Miami plays slow enough. Miami is at home. I think it can limit their upside. Once again, understand the game could be competitive, and if it's competitive, it won't matter. Guys are going to get there. But I, I'm willing to I'm willing to cut off some of the fat on this slate, and I think this this situation with Phoenix and the game in general is one of the places I want to do it. Devin Booker is just he, he's playing really good basketball right now. Um, 
like we saw him against the magic he this is the third straight game he's put up 40 actual points he's shooting a ton i think it's hard to overlook him right now but also the price is caught up so i I think that if he's gonna get some ownership here maybe we jump off of it but magic just shut down phoenix in the fourth quarter on sunday it just absolutely shut them down it was a really competitive game and just absolutely crushed them in the fourth quarter and like again the magic they're getting healthier so their defense is getting better they only i think they only allowed like three or four three pointers by phoenix in that entire game so yeah i just for me the if if nurkic sits eubanks played 29 minutes against the magic on sunday maybe we could take some shots on eubanks at 4500 depending on like what value opens up throughout the day He's not a high fantasy point per minute producer, but if you if he can maybe score a couple extra points here, but they're going to need somebody with size against Bam, and I think Eubanks will play thirty ish minutes in this game. So, on the Miami side, getting it's crowded, right? We're still kind of seeing how this dynamic is going to work with Terry Rozier. Like Terry Rozier is not Kyle Lowry; he's going to eat into some usage for Butler. He's going to eat in some usage for Hero. We've already saw Hero um, just kind of take a little bit of a hit. But I think I'm out on all of these guys for Miami until we see how this dynamic is going to work with Terry Rozier in the fold. Yeah, man. I And it's interesting, Stevie, because, you know, when, when Terry went there, we're like, well, you know, they're getting another 20-point-per-game score. But, you know, they already had a couple guys that were – we're doing it. And so well, Jock has his back too. It's just yeah, that's a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah. 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 So I I don't know who we can play. I feel like I feel like the one guy that feels dare dare we say most safe is Bam because he's just gonna have so many extra opportunities to get there because of some of his rebounding games. Uh, I do still think this is Jimmy Butler's team, but even Jimmy Stevie, I think, is gonna take a hit. Like, you know. Outside of the, the game against the Knicks the other night, I mean, the most shots he had taken in the past couple of games was 11 shots. And so I think with all those guys, they just got players, and I think they've got to figure it out. Once again, Steve, this is another reason why this game is a scratch-off for me. I just – too too many weird things are going on, and I think we've got some really nice upside matchups outside of the slate, like New York, Charlotte, like Utah playing Brooklyn. I, so I don't think I, – I feel like I have to play Phoenix, Miami – in a slow-paced game with six or seven guys you can play for one team and not know where the upside's going to come from. Yeah, I think the biggest thing here is, like, when we're looking at court IQ with Terry Rozier on the floor, no one is averaging more than 1.2 fantasy points per minute. So we're seeing dips, and we're seeing point differential drop here. So I think Miami as a basketball team, Terry Rozier is a great ad. Miami yeah. as a DFS betting team, they're going to – I mean, I might look at some unders in this game for Miami tomorrow. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah, let's hope they come in a little inflated and we can ride it to the mic. All right, we got Sacramento at Memphis, 226.5 total here. Kings an eight-point favorite. Memphis on the second end of a back-to-back. Luke Kennard did not play on Sunday. We'll see if he's back or not. And Derek Rose missed Sunday's game as well. And then, I mean, the long list of everybody that's been out for Memphis is still out. 
Let's go Kings here first. Um, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, Harrison Barnes is tilting me. I keep betting his point under because, like, I just don't believe in Harrison Barnes to keep doing what he's doing, and he keeps <laughs> laughing at me. Um, so I, I'm just – I'm hoping – I'm actually pulling it up right now because I'm interested to see if it's up yet. Uh, it's not up yet, but there's – there's you know, a good I'm about chance. To hop on this under with you, right? Give us 17 and a half. Please. It was 16 and a half against Dallas, and he that, had that's what I'm saying. he had three or four points at halftime, and I'm like, all right, this is more Harrison Barnes. And then he proceeded to have a big third quarter. So Steve, listen, I'm on 17 it. 17 and a half. Yeah. Give it to us, please. We're gonna hammer. And they're getting Memphis, so it's not like they shouldn't expect them to have another nice game. And we're going to see him flame out, Stevie. Flame out. I mean, I'm going to keep doing it. If you want to play him in DFS, I don't hate the $4,800 price tag if you think he's going to keep producing. Stevie, three games ago, he scored four fantasy I points. I know. Five games ago, he scored <laughs> 16 fantasy points. Six games ago, he scored 19 fantasy points. Yeah. Seven games ago, he scored eight fantasy points. I am not buying that Harrison Barnes is suddenly <laughs> dominating the NBA. Stop it. Listen, Will, I know it's Sunday, but you're preaching to the choir, my friend. Um, I just know you don't have to sell me on the under. Um, I've been betting it, and it hasn't been working. But guess what? I'm going right back to it here. Um, as far as this team overall, Kevin Herter at 5,200 is someone that I don't mind taking some shots on here. He's been adding some steals and assists and rebounding. I, I just... I think overall, Kevin Herter, I'd much rather take shots on Kevin Herter than Harrison Barnes um, for and what it's worth. He's also been burning me because I've been taking his unders all year. Now he wants to be Michael Jordan. Yeah, everybody oh. wants to be Michael Jordan. Um, those black black Jordans, oh, such good shoes. All right, or red Jordans. Why did I say black Jordans? Red Jordans. Um, gosh, those. Well, I can't even think the number of them right now, but that's like the suede ones. Those are like my favorite Jordans. Anyway. Um, what do you like here for the Kings? Yeah, man. Uh, because it's Memphis, Stevie, like I really want to play De'Aaron Fox, but the, but at the same time, I don't want to play De'Aaron Fox. This game could get out of hand pretty quickly if this team shows up to play. Like Sabonis is ten two, and I, I do I do like this spot, Stevie, because they could absolutely dominate here. But, you know, the price of Sabonis, I'm, I'm probably more willing to play Fox, not Fox, yeah, Fox, excuse me, that's the bonus because of the price. I may even be more willing to play, like you talked about Kevin Herter. I do think one of these guys, one of the two big guys is going to have a nice game. I don't know which one, but I, I think we should put them in a group and split them. I know Keegan Murray is falling off. Slightly, and when I say slightly, I'm saying because Harrison Barnes is now, you know, going back to the fountain of youth. But Keegan Murray might be my favorite play in this game against Memphis. If he has a good game, if he was ever going to have another big game soon, got to be this one—a really soft defensive matchup with all those bodies missing. Jordan sixes. I don't know why I was my mind blanking there, but Jordan sixes. Those are the ones that I really like. Yeah. I like the Space Jam shoes too. The Jordans, Space Jam Jordans. Yeah. I think those are the tits. Listen, all Jordan shoes. Okay, not all of them, but most of the Jordan shoes. Um, 
I like. I, I like. I like his style. Memphis five, or it says the Bull fives. Maybe that's what it is. Elevens. Which ones are the or is elevens the Space Jam ones? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, eleven. Sorry, you're right, Josh. You're right. Tens uh, are the ones. Don't get me sidetracked on Jordans. Um, we'll be here all night. So yeah. let's go to Memphis in this game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we like here on the Memphis side? Uh, not much, but once again, they are so cheap, Stevie. If Contra's going to get thirty minutes again, because you know we, they got all these weird injuries, like. Sign me up if 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 Luke Kennard sits again. Like Contra's going to play big minutes. It just he would need to be played. Another guy's been playing uh, interesting minutes in blowouts. Is Zaire Williams? I do think this is going to be a blowout, Stevie. Zaire Williams to me is like a sneaky blowout play only, only deep tournament stuff. But if they get blown out, he's going to play the rest of the game. Like they're just going to play him, and he's going to be fine. Um, Gigi Jackson is probably another. Slight blowout candidate at 4,200. Um, and that, that's about it. Well, and David Roddy, as you, as you can see, Stevie, we're pretty much playing blowout narrative here. All the all the cheap 4K guys that won't play much in a real game situation, but will play almost all the minutes on the back end because, as we can see, they don't plan to play Xavier Tillman big minutes. He's just out there uh, collecting the check. Well, and he, and he was, but he has been injured, but you get what I'm saying. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna tell you who it is, but I'm gonna tell you right now that my let's get weird GPP play is from Memphis. Um, so there you go. I will say. I will say that. But I, I think if if Triple J can stay out of foul trouble in this game, he has big upside, and that's just about every game for him. But he's just a guy that like he's just filling up the stat sheets so much right now yeah. that in close games where he gets that extra run, he has that 50, 60 plus point upside. So. Don't mind taking some shots here on Triple J. And I want to see, like, Luke Kennard news matters to me. It does. Like, it matters quite a bit. So watch that Luke Kennard news. Um, I mean, it's never sexy to play John Concher, but if Luke Kennard continues to sit, John Concher is going to continue to play 30 minutes. So, yeah. Yeah, watch watch that news here uh, for Memphis. Up next, we got Washington at San Antonio, 241.5 total here. San Antonio, four-point favorite. Livers out for Washington. Basti out. Collins questionable for San Antonio. Uh, let's start here with the Washington side. What do you like here for Washington? This is a good game, Stevie. I, I wish uh, – I'm even willing to play Jordan Poole here, Stevie, at 5,800. I think this, this might be the game stack of the day, I think, for me. Just pricing – and flexibility and matchup, Stevie. Uh, I, I love this spot. We've got Daniel Gafferty, 6K, has come back, Stevie. We've already seen the upside of the game's tight. Looks like we're going to get 30 minutes out of him. He goes into the pool. Uh, we've got uh, Kyle Kuzma. He's 7,900. If this game is close, Stevie, we can get some upside out of him, you know, 45 to 50. I take it. He goes in the pool. I don't hate Denny. I know everybody's not going to hit upside. If I had to squeeze one guy out right now, it's probably Denny out of this, this top-tier group. Uh, but Jordan Poole, uh, Jordan Poole, Kuzma, and uh, and Gafford are probably my favorites. I do think, you know, Tyus Jones versus Trey Jones, the, the, the band of brothers, I do think Tyus Jones is okay. 
but I, I, I would actually break rank him behind Jordan Poole only because of the pricing today. Jordan Poole has to be one of the most disappointing players coming into the season. We were all talking about how he's just kind of got to be the guy here with Kuzma. <laughs> he has not okay. been anything near – like Tyus Jones has been – Oh, just absolutely fantastic compared to Jordan Poole. So yeah. I, I like Kuzma in this game. I think that Kuzma has some upside. I don't necessarily hate taking some shots on maybe like Denny here. Can we can we play it like can we play a little bit of the narrative that Gafford gets in foul trouble against Wimby? And Bagley plays 25 minutes off the bench here at 5K and absolutely smashes. Like, I think I might take some shots here on Marvin Bagley today against San Antonio uh, for large field tournament stuff because I'll probably end up, you know, taking some shots on Gafford as well. But, man, I love the narrative of, of Gafford getting into foul trouble against Bagley and Bagley smashing in this spot. And yeah. Bagley's cheap enough, too, that you... Even if like Bagley gets twenty minutes in this game with the usage that he gets on that second unit, like he probably gets close to getting there. But man, if he gets that extra run, um, I mean, I just think this is a, a fun narrative to play some in tournaments here. But yeah, love that. Hard not to love this game. I mean, just not, hard not to love this game. Just overall on the San Antonio side, Wimby's minutes. He's back in that 30-minute range. Um, On the rise, brother. On yeah. the rise. I mean, he he's fantastic. This whole game is fantastic. You kind of mentioned that like this is a very, very stackable game. What do we like here on the Spurs side? Yeah, man, give me all the victory win, but yeah, I can handle. All I needed is 30 minutes, Stevie, or all I needed was him to start getting close. Like at one point, Stevie, he was playing 23 minutes. We got, and people were still playing him, and I get it. Stevie, 30 minutes? For Wimby, it's a beautiful thing. So I'll take it. Stevie, 30 minutes for Wimby against Washington. Oh, my goodness. Uh, now, this this absolutely means he's going to go out and score 15 fantasy points. But the spot suggests that another 50-plus fantasy point game is on the way. Love, Victor, Wimbenyama uh, on this on this particular slate. Um, you've got Trey Jones at 5,800, Stevie. I don't hate him, not because he's facing ties, but because he's facing the dreadful Washington Wizards defense, who is still last or next to last in the league in terms of defensive efficiency. I think Charlotte might actually be the worst team uh, now that, that so many of those guys are out, but they're still back three, uh, no doubt about it. So I uh, love, love him. Uh, Keldon Johnson in this spot, Stevie, has me interested. 5,900, playing about 39, uh, 30 minutes, close to 30 minutes. Coming off the bench, I, I think Keldon could be in a spot to dominate here, so I like him a ton. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Trey Jones' assist rate continues to be really solid. His assist opportunities continue to be great since he started, um, since he's in the starting lineup. I have to like this spot for him, but I think you like him more on the prop side of things than you do um, 
in the DFS side. 5,800 is a tough price tag to pay for him. But, I mean, great spot for San Antonio. So against Washington, you think? Who? I said even against Washington? Jones? Yeah. No, I mean, I think he's playable. It's just he – I mean, he did put up 46 fantasy points the last time these two teams met. Like, he almost had a triple-double. So, like, his ceiling is there. The space of this game definitely opens up opportunities for him. Um, so I get I get the love. I, I do. It, it's just, I don't know. We you were. Know it, it's more. It. This is it, San Antonio Spurs. No, it's, Will, it's more of like we were just paying for, for him like in the low fives. So it's like still adjusting to like him being almost 6K now. I get it. He's hit 6x at this price point one time in the last five games, and it was against Washington. So there you go. Um, <laughs> obviously, what happened before can happen again. <laughs> Minnesota at OKC, 226 total in this game. Thunder, two-point favorite. They're on a back-to-back. We'll wait on an injury report for them. Mike Conley is questionable for Minnesota. I didn't see anything come out of the OKC game as far as injury-wise. Uh, they played Detroit. They lost to Detroit um in that game so maybe they come out hungry here and we see a much better game from them but let's start with minnesota any interest here in the timberwolves uh yeah i I don't hate rudy gobert stevie this this is another one of the worst rebounding teams in the league and while gobert may not put up 50 every game stevie you just have to keep taking them in those upside spots this is an upside spot like him a ton uh, in, in this particular game. I also don't hate Anthony Edwards. Like, this game should be competitive, Stevie. He's 8,500. We saw the ceiling against the Spurs. We usually see the ceiling against the Spurs against anyone. So, of course, you know, that's that. We do have Mike Conley, who's actually been out a couple games, Stevie, I think, or at least sat, you know, a couple games. Yeah, he sat a couple games in between that, that started on the 25th. And uh, so we we need to see what's going to happen there because if he's out, then we're going to get Nikhil Alexander Walker playing more minutes at forty five hundred, and he's he's played fairly well, Stevie, uh, in no in no small stints there. Uh, last game, uh, thirty fantasy points. So I I, I like him as well, um, and, and that's kind of where I want to plant my flag. But I, I'll only be playing Nikhil Alexander Walker if Anthony uh, not Anthony Edwards, Mike Conley is out. Yeah, I'm with you on if only if he's out, but uh, gosh. Alexander Walker is someone that I hate playing in DFS. Um, he just stands on the court and does nothing so much. And like he's 4,500 now. When he was 3,500, 22, 23 fantasy points didn't kill you. Um, OKC is still a good defensive team. My favorite play today from Minnesota is Rudy Gobert. I mean, OKC just can't rebound. Um, we saw what Duran had like 20, 21 rebounds uh, against this team on Sunday. So yeah, it was stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like Gobert. I don't mind Edwards. I wish he was a little bit cheaper. But his assist rate being up lately is really huge. Um, so kind of watching how, how Edwards' assist rate has gone up. Because, like, forever it was just like, Edwards is just a scorer and he needs 40 to get their actual points. But if he's going to get six to eight assists and grab a few rebounds and stuff like becomes his ceiling becomes so much higher. 
Thunderside, they played terrible um, on Sunday. They got plenty of rest coming in this game. Detroit beat up on them. What do we like here for the Thunder? Yeah, give me SGA, SGA, and more SGA. Uh, his sidekick, Jalen Williams, has been playing well overall, Stevie. Uh, but overall for him in real life, hasn't always translated to big fantasy performances. And against Minnesota, which essentially should be a tough team, I, I'm I'm not thrilled about fighting up this team, but I, I feel very comfortable with SGA, a guy that has proven that he can continue to score with the best of them. Stevie, you said they got smoked by Detroit, right? They did. Don't worry. SGA still scored 31 real points, 44 fantasy points. This man is a machine, Stevie. 30-plus almost every game, even against a tough Minnesota team. I, I think we can always roll him out in tournaments. Yeah, I think he's the only person that I'd actually take shots on here. All right, yep. SGA or nothing for me on the Thunder yep. today. You got it. All right, Lakers at Houston, no total in this game because we actually have legit question marks here um, on the Lakers side. So we probably won't get a total in this game until we get more clarification on what's going on with the Lakers. But AD and LeBron questionable, Redditch and Vincent out, Eason out for Houston. I honestly think that like both of these guys are legitly questionable here um so we'll see like you know they, they played double field over the weekend. yeah i do like because okay. i had russell's point prop and it was like are you gonna get there um so huge minutes against the warriors on saturday i would not be shocked if both guys sit like lebron played 48 and i think ad was at 45 so I wouldn't be shocked if they both sit. I honestly wouldn't be shocked if they both play. So uh, it's tough. Kind of, it's still like we're still pre All Star break. So it's not like you are wanting to go out and get your guys banged up this early in the year. And I mean, the Lakers are in a pretty good spot. This game, I mean, it matters, but doesn't matter this early in the season kind of thing. So I wouldn't be shocked if they sit. If they both play probably out on the Lakers just in general. But if, if they sit, oh, my gosh, we're going to have Russell, Vanderbilt, Hachimara, Christian Wood, ton of value potential from the Lakers if both of these guys end up sitting. Yeah, and Stevie, I think that's, I'm with you. I don't have anything to add. If they play, I'm out. If they don't play, I'm in on everything. If, if, they both, like if AD plays at 10K, I don't hate it. I don't know, Steve. Like, Man, I've played basketball, and man, a, a, a double OT game is so draining, bro. It's and and look, they did have a day; a, they will have a day in between, so I get it. But like your legs, Steve, you're just not there like the next day at all in terms of like physical activity, you know. And these, I mean, these are some of the best athletes in the world, but you know, they pretty much ran around and played for a full hour, almost nonstop. Uh, nonstop is an exaggeration, but I'm saying while they were out there, they were playing. I, I, I think they're going to be lagging for what it's worth. What do you like here on the Houston side? Uh, for Houston, I mean, I'm, I'm back to the well of St. man. He let me down uh, against Charlotte, let me down against Brooklyn, don't care. Like, I, I think if the minutes are going to creep back up to where he was, 35 to 40 minutes, I, I'm in there. Um, we got Jabari Smith to play huge minutes against Utah. At 5,800, I don't hate him in terms of, you know, some slight upside. We we did see Cam Whitmore play a little bit. 
you know, he's gotten 20 minutes and then 29 minutes against Brooklyn. Uh, they're going to continue to roll him out 20 plus minutes, 25 minutes. I don't hate him. Uh, we've been talking about Jalen Green, Stevie, and we are, we are starting, we have seen a little bit of upside because his rebound is picked up. Uh, I don't think that's sustainable for him. That's never really been his game. Um, so I think he's just okay. But Fred Van Vliet, 7,500. I know we didn't see it the past two games, but this is a guy, man, that's just been able to, you know, play a lot of minutes, Stevie, and really turn out some nice fantasy performances. He's absolutely my favorite Houston Rocket today. Yeah, I think Sangoon's price is going to keep me off of him a little bit in this spot. I like the Van Vliet call um, here, so I, I don't hate that necessarily, but, I mean, I'm kind of overall not excited to play too many Houston Rockets in this game. I'd become more interested in Houston if both guys sit for the Lakers, though, because I'd have a lot of exposure to the Lakers, and I'd want to be looking to run it back. But Van Vliet, my favorite here from Houston. We got Orlando at Dallas. No total in this game. Orlando, second end of a back-to-back. Dallas, um, no Kyrie. And then Exum, Jones Jr., and Powell are questionable. I did read a report that, like, Fultz might not play. Um in this game on the second end of a back-to-back, so kind of an injury maintenance thing. So I did read that. And Gary Harris is dealing with a calf, um, and he ended up sitting out Sunday. He's been out for a while. So let's go Orlando first. What do we like here for the Magic? Oh, man. Orlando's starting to get weird to me, Stevie, because they've got so many guys playing and so many guys available. Um I don't, I don't mind a Wendell Carter Jr., but that's probably about it. I don't like Paolo at, at 4,800. Franz at 72, I think, is is okay. Um, you know, if, if Fultz sits, like, uh, what are they going to do with Cole Anthony? Are they going to give him more minutes? I, I don't know. So, you know, the drawback to having a lot of talent, Stevie, you guys haven't figured out how who you're going to play on the – on the, with the fringe guys. We know Paolo's getting his minutes. Wagner's getting his minutes. And it feels like Wendell Carter Jr. is going to get minutes. And then everybody else has to play minutes around those guys. It's zapping their fantasy production. All I'm going to say is something to watch. Jonathan Isaac's minutes are creeping. Jonathan Isaac is a very, very good defender. And they want Jonathan Isaac to play 25 minutes a night. So just keep watching this. I don't know if he even plays on the second end of a back-to-back here or not, but it's something to continue to watch for the Magic. They love his defense, um, so just watch that. As far as the Magic card for me, they were very quick to keep Wendell Carter Jr. on the bench in that Phoenix win when they were up. I think you could take some shots on Wendell Carter Jr. here. I think if it's a close game, he plays his minutes in this one. But... It's Paulo, it's Franz. I think it's Franz for me in this spot, but I, I think you can avoid the magic and be happy. On the Dallas side, tough matchup for Dallas going up against the magic defense. Um, Luca doesn't care. He doesn't care who's playing defense. Um, what do we like here on the Dallas side? Yeah, and, and you see Luca's 11-8, Stevie. Yeah, that's because he is a machine. Three, 101, 75. Here's the difference, though. If this was Joel Embiid, he'd be 11-1. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know what the algorithm is saying about Embiid versus Luca versus uh, Giannis, but they do not want to price Embiid up versus Jokic. And Jokic has been very a lot more affordable. What does that have to do with this TV? Absolutely nothing. But uh, I do like Luca at eleven eight. If he's going to, you know, continue to run the show like this, I think you just have to uh, continue to fire him up. He is one of the biggest studs on this particular slate, outside of the last two that are going to be facing each other tonight. So. Uh, I like that. I don't hate, and hear me out, I don't hate Josh Green, but it's the magic. I, I think the better play would be Tim Hardaway Jr., who absolutely has legit scoring upside if the shots are falling. Yeah, the thing here is when Luka's out, Hardaway gets a huge bump. When Kyrie's out, it doesn't matter. No one besides Luka on this team averages more than a fantasy point per minute with Kyrie off the floor. doesn't matter. Luca is a guy that just takes so much of the production. He's averaging 1.78 fantasy points per minute in 949 minutes with Kyrie off the floor this season, almost 1.8 fantasy points per minute. Just a, just a phenomenal number. He's a phenomenal player. I don't think you touch anything else from Dallas. If you want to play some Luca, we're never going to say not, play luca um will was running off the numbers he he didn't misspeak misspeak luca scored 100 fantasy points the other night against atlanta um like legit 100 he shot 75 percent from the field against atlanta and scored 100 fantasy points you want to know his ceiling well there you go um and like he's put up 97 against phoenix this year so like I think he. I think I was reading it. I thought I read it earlier that he's gone over ninety three times this season, fantasy wise. Like, stupid man. Yeah, we. You can make an argument that Lucas should be a that he should be thirteen k on every slate, and you can't really argue it. Yeah, for sure. All right, finishing it out with one of the best games on the slate: Milwaukee at Denver, two forty and a half total. Denver a four point favorite. Nobody on the injury report for either team. We got two full strength teams going up against each other. We got a fast-paced, high-scoring game. What are we doing here with Milwaukee? Yeah, man. I mean, give me Giannis here. I'm trying to figure out when Doc Rivers is going to – is he officially on the bench now? Either way, I still like Giannis. Um, I don't hate the price on Middleton at 6500 That's becoming way more fair, Stevie. And we have to see some upside from him. So, like Middleton at 65 I don't hate Dame at 91 Uh Dane feels like the odd man out, but he just can't be, man. This is a guy that can score 40 real points at the drop of a dive. So Dane, uh, Middleton, and Giannis for me, and I think that's where I draw the line here, Stevie. I'm, I'm okay fading every, all of the French guys on this team. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I that's how I feel um, in this one. I mean, Brooke Lopez's minutes have been phenomenal. Does he get pushed off the court in this game? Court in this game, and we see more Bobby Portis potentially. I mean, you could play that route, but I think it's Giannis or Dame. Um, I don't think this is an overthinking spot. We have a lot of value that we've already talked about. We have more potential value with injury news. I don't think you have to overthink this spot for Milwaukee. I one of my favorite plays on this slate, Will, is Jamal Murray. Um, absolutely love being overweight on Jamal and being underweight on Jokic on this slate. Not saying Jokic doesn't smash here. I just think Jamal's price, he is literally $3,000 less, and I think that 
this is a game he has that 50-plus point upside. Um, we've been talking about point guards against Milwaukee all season. I'm not stopping now. I love Jamal Murray in this spot today. Yeah, I love that call at 8,300. Stevie playing a little bit of playing a little bit of chess there. You know, if you take Murray at 83 and the game's tight and he's the upside guy, he gets 50, Jokic scores 52, and you come out ahead anyway uh, because you've got, got your flag planted with the right player. So I love that call. But it, it's him or Jokic. I think these French guys, like Michael Porter Jr., he is cheap enough now, Stevie, to where you, I think you can start taking some shots. Aaron Gordon at 5,600 is probably cheap enough as well. Um, we've talked about this as well, Stevie, which I do think is important as we I know we get ready to close the show out. Milwaukee's defense hasn't been the same, which is why, they pro, which why we're speculating or it's come out that probably why the coach got fired anyway. I know he had a run-in with Giannis, whatever. But defensively, they just weren't playing well. And so uh, perhaps Doc Rivers will, will help fix that defense. Is that today? We don't know. And until I see – changes in the defensive efficiency ranking, Steven, give me some tangible information, I'm going to assume they continue to be not as good on defense. And so uh, I, I I don't mind attacking them with Murray, Jokic, um, and Michael Porter or Aaron Gordon, whose prices have come down tremendously. Yeah, good buy, right, buy low spot for Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon um, if yeah. you're in this range and you end up like, this is going to be a fast-paced game. There's going to be some rebounds available for sure. And I don't think Milwaukee's defense is going to change overnight. Like we, it, it's this might be something we were talking about until after the All Star break with them. So, if not all year, I mean, do they have the pieces to make their defense better? That's the question. So, all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here. Will favorite play under five K to go seven X? Who do you like here? Uh, we've got a lot of options today, Stevie. Uh, but I think I am going to plant my flag with one of the Memphis guys because I think they're slightly too cheap for the spot. Um, give me Contra at forty eight hundred. Yeah, don't um, don't hate that by any means. So I, I can get behind him, um, who I really like here. I know we didn't necessarily talk about him a ton when we were talking about the Lakers, but Jared Vanderbilt has been absolutely crushing for this team. He's still only 4,300. His role seems to be more and more involved and they keep, it looks like they're getting away from playing Prince more and more. So I, I like Jared Vanderbilt here at 4,300. Uh, I think this is a good price tag for him. Yeah. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Devin Booker. 9,800. Like Booker. Um, I'm going to go KD, 9,500 for KD. And I just think that uh, he's had one or two big games over the last like month and a half. So I'm going to go KD. Favorite 6X play today? Uh, give me Victor Wembenyama versus the Washington Wizards. And one of the reasons that like I want to play Jamal Murray instead of Jokic is because I really want to prioritize Wimby today. So I'm with you on that one. Uh, my favorite 6X play today is Jamal Murray. Love this spot for him. I think he's going for 50-plus. Let's get weird GPV play of the day. Who do you got for us today, Will? I, I hope this will be weird enough, Stevie. I, initially, I, I wasn't sure. Um, but I'm, I'm going back to the well on someone that I know has had a ton of upside. Give me Fred Van Vliet, 7,500 against the Lakers. Yeah, I like that. 
I'm going to go to Gregory Jackson from Memphis. I said that my play was from that team when we were talking about it. Again, I kind of want to see how some of the news plays out for Memphis, but this guy's been producing. He's been playing really good, and I like his role that he has. Um, so I think we could take from some South shots Carolina, here. Also, Gregory G.G. Jackson from South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, he's just getting a lot of usage on that second unit, and if that continues, um, I think that we got to keep taking shots on him. Yeah. All right, let's go to the betting portion here. Any uh, pick them or player props that you like for this slate? Yes, Stevie. I'm, I'm going to um, this game here. with We've got Tatum at eight and a half rebounds on prize picks. This is the guy that I've been taking less than uh, most of the time. And so I'm going to continue to do that again. I want to give you a couple today, Stevie. By that, I mean two more. You've got Rudy Gobert at 12 and a half rebounds facing the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm actually going to take over. We, we've just seen OKC just really be ravaged by the rebounding bug. And so I definitely think uh, that a guy like him, like, like Rudy Gobert, can crash the boards here. This was a little bit more friends, but I'm playing the no Julius Randle angle, Stevie. We've got OG Ananobi at four and a half rebounds against the Charlotte Hornets. Another team that doesn't rebound well and – now we've got Randall out. I think at four and a half, that's an advantageous number for us. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, he's hit that a couple times since coming over, so I, I don't hate that. You took one of mine that I, I already bet the Gobert over 12 and a half on Hard Rock, but my other one I wrote down too, but my other one that I really like today is Jamal Murray over 24 and a half points. We've been talking about it all season. Milwaukee is terrible against point guards. They allow the fifth most fantasy points, and they allow the fifth most points per game to opposing point guards. And Jamal Murray is a high-usage point guard. He should crush in this matchup. So really like Jamal Murray over 24.5 points on this slate. Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here, my friend? Negative, my brother. Glad to come on with you. Uh, we made it through a, a slightly bigger slate than we've been seeing on a Monday, but uh, I think, you know, they didn't play a whole lot of games Sunday because of football, and we came out ready to rock. I will say um, I've been waiting, and it, it finally they have the Knicks and Hornets up on the sports book. I want to see where Quentin Grimes' points come in. Um, I think that is a very interesting angle to play today um on the sports books i think it had come in nine and a half eight and a half i'm hoping so if it comes in around that number i like the over on that uh he's gonna get a bump with julius randall off the floor we're gonna get out of here hope everyone has a fantastic monday enjoy the huge nba slate and we'll be back tomorrow talking more hoops good luck everyone we'll see you then